The Z-Ball podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and week 14 of the Scorching Six Picks. Taping this on a Thursday night. Uh, on the line we have Akshay. What up, brother? How's it going? Yo, Zishan. What's up, bro? Uh, Thursday night, bro. Uh, it's raining. Well, it stopped raining, so I think it's going to be a beautiful weekend. It's going to be a bunch of good games today. I mean, on Sunday. So, uh... I think some of these games will have some playoff implications for sure. So let's keep going, dude. Yeah, definitely. Uh, being kind of the towards the last three, four weeks of the season, I always try to pick from now playoff type implication games, and I think we have six games with either both teams fighting for a playoff spot, locked into a playoff spot, or either one of the two teams in these six games are in the playoff hunt. So. We'll go ahead and get into the Week 14 slate. Uh, we got the Carolina Panthers in the first game, traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns, and we got Carolina minus two on the road. What do you think? You know this one, bro. It's always coming out when it, when I mention the Panthers. I always has come down to the same thing. I say, give Christian McCaffrey the the fucking ball, dude. Why do you deviate? Why do you go to other why do you pass the ball to other receivers? Why do you get other uh, running backs involved? Give him the damn ball. Pass him the damn ball. The guy is just electric when he has a ball in the game. He's a game changer. I, I don't know, dude. I mean, this one, the Panthers, I was high on them earlier, and then now they do the same stupid thing again. I don't think Cam Newton is, in my opinion, I don't think he's even a great quarterback. I think he's so-so. I think he makes bad decisions. I don't know what's happening with him, but you know what? I never thought I'd say this in this game, but uh, I have to go with the Browns. I mean, the Panthers are one and five away. You know, one and five, only one one away game they won this year. Lost five, and the Browns are obviously. I mean, the Browns are the Browns, but they're but they're playing at home. So I'm I'm going to take a, a little. Um, how would you say a leap of faith here? Yeah, I went with the Browns. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of, I mean, Panthers still desperate fighting for a playoff spot, but they've looked really awful the past couple of games. And then Cam Newton uh, really has just been <coughs> making lots of bad decisions in tight spots in, in the fourth quarter. And he's really been very turnover prone. And I think that's really going to come back to bite them. And that's really what's going to be the, the reason they ultimately miss out on the playoffs, in my opinion. And then Cleveland on the other side, obviously, they fired Hugh Jackson. Uh, relative to other years, they've actually had success, but that's not really saying much considering how bad their past seasons have been. And then, But then, then you have Baker Mayfield. I mean, this is a matchup here. You have two quarterbacks who are 
have lots of bravado off the field, but on the field, it seems like they cannot make uh, smart decisions and make above-the-shoulder type plays. So it's really kind of an interesting matchup to see. But yeah, Cleveland at home, I mean, I'm going to have to agree with you on this, Akshay. Plus two with Cleveland. I think this is just that type of game where Carolina kind of uh, used to warm weather and Charlotte travels to Cleveland. I think game time temperatures are going to call for low 30 degrees somewhere in that that ballpark. And I think they're going to struggle in this game. And I think Cleveland's going to take advantage and, in my opinion, cover the plus two point spread and also win outright, in my opinion. I'm going to go... 28-24 28-24 Cleveland in this one. All right, sounds good. Okay, then game number two, we got uh, another uh, cold-weather game. Uh, this is kind of an interesting matchup because we have, uh, with the two teams here, uh, kind of in the news lately, we've had uh, another uh, domestic violence incident from an NFL player, and these are the two teams that have the the two domestic violence incidents that have actually been caught on video by TMZ TMZ and released to the public. So you have the Ravens, obviously, in 2014, where Ray Ray Rice, the video was released, and he got, I think, a two-game suspension. And in this case, just last week, the other team, the Kansas City Chiefs, their star running back, Kareem Hunt, a video was released of him, uh, assaulting his girlfriend back in January or February, I believe, of last year. And the Chiefs immediately released him, probably within three to four hours of the video coming out to the public. So it's just an interesting dynamic, what what went on there. But I guess before we get into the the spread of the game, Akshay, what's, what was kind of your thoughts on the whole Kareem Hunt situation? How do you think it was handled? Do you think it was handled properly, just right? Uh, what would you have done differently? You know, uh, I read about this dude, and I saw the video. That's horrible what this guy did to his girlfriend. I mean, it was like, he literally hit her, he pushed her down, hit her a couple times, and just like after, and I believe that at one point where she got into the elevator, and then or she got out, or he got into the elevator, and then after hitting her, and he goes to the elevator, then he runs out again, and just pretty much barges right into her, and hits her to the ground again. You know, this, uh, honestly, bro, I, I think that's totally unacceptable. I, I really um, admire what uh, the Chiefs did as, uh, as management. Uh, after seeing the video, they admittedly cut this fool. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's to me, it's to me. That's to me. I admire that, but, but the National Football League, from, from what I was, um, from what I read, they knew about this incident um, earlier this year, but they did nothing. Nothing was done. They didn't inform anybody, nothing was done. It had to come from TMZ, the video, for them, for the public to know what happened. You know, and in my mind, I'm thinking, what is happening with the National Football League? I mean, are they like a bunch of like uh, um, white or uh, how would you say white collar um, executives who don't give a shit about like um, what happens to um, to uh, to to women or other um, races or whatever happens with these incidents. And it's like all they care about is the money and all they care about is the ratings. And it's all, honestly, that's horrible, bro. I, I just think it's something has to be done. I mean, I think the Chiefs made a good decision. This guy, this guy, I, I think he, he's done now 
from the NFL. I don't think any team wants to pick him up, maybe except for Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, who's going to be picking up any piece of trash they can find. But other than that, I think he's done. But I think the Chiefs made a great move, but the NFL, it's very, it's very how would you say, disappointing. Okay, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, like you kind of mentioned about the owners, I think, yeah, I mean, they have really put money at the forefront. I mean, that's kind of pretty much what they've been doing for the last 30 years or so in the NFL. And then, as you've obviously seen, no team has really taken a flyer on Colin Kaepernick when he's clearly better than some of these quarterbacks are seeing in the game. And then, But from a PR standpoint, they don't want to take that hit and they don't want to risk the kind of uh, financial... Um, kind of risk that it would impact on their organization. That's why they're not going with him. But it's really kind of uh, embarrassing and kind of disappointing to see these types of situations keep happening. And going back to the domestic assault with Kareem Hunt, I mean, obviously a great decision by the Chiefs just to kind of get rid of the situation. I mean, that's kind of how the league is nowadays. I mean, just uh, bad press if you don't release him. Uh, you kind of just have to do the right thing, just get rid of your losses at that point, and then kind of just move on from it. I mean, the Chiefs have a lot of other talented guys, but then on the other side of it, uh, Kareem Hunt, obviously there's no condoning what he did, but is it really fair to him to basically just say that no team should pick him up for this this one mistake after all the court implication and all that stuff uh, plays itself out. I agree there. I mean, yes, he made a mistake. And, but uh, honestly, bro, I said, I think in this day and age, where we're seeing multiple events, we're seeing all these uh, attacks on um, uh, all these uh, killings, these random uh, gunshot uh, attacks and so on. I think it's brought upon a whole, how would you say, a whole different view of... Uh, what society is with violence, and especially against women. You know, he's this whole thing about this uh, Supreme Court guy who, uh, who who Trump brought in. The guy literally <laughs> lied under oath on a thing, and it, it didn't matter, dude. I mean, he still got into this into this Supreme Court. You know, it's it just bringing a bad influence in my mind. You know, this whole. Um, society as whole is uh, to anybody. It, it, it's a lack of, it's a disgrace to any woman out there. I mean, it's a disgrace to minorities. It's a disgrace to the. It, it's it's horrible, dude. It, it literally is horrible. And with these, I mean, I can go on and on about this stuff, but it just it, it's horrible, dude. I mean, I, I think something needs to be done. I think the Chiefs did a great thing, well, organization wise. I um, their owner did. A great job by letting this fool go, and I think he he has to learn the hard way. You know, I don't think any team wants to deal with the PR with this guy anymore, unless it's Jerry Jones, who just in my mind seems to want to pick up anybody. But um, I mean, other than that, I think it's a great move. But I think society is in general has to learn from this, and especially the players. I mean, this is not the first time, bro. I mean, Ray Rice, you know, he did the same thing. Now this is happening almost like what a year, a year and a half later. Same thing. I mean, uh, it's just it's amazing, dude. I mean, how many of these things, how many of these attacks, how many things that go on regularly 
are not even are brought up. You know, you see what I'm saying? It's like, I mean, there, there's so many different things, stories I hear, bro. I mean, I mean, it, 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 it's not just NFL. It's, it's NBA. It's Major League Baseball. It's not good for society in a way. So, you know, I think it's a good thing. It's brought up. I really don't care what happens to this guy and his 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 career. One, I think he had one shot and he screwed it up. You know, and I think at the end, that's what has to happen. Okay, that's that's definitely a fair point. But it's definitely, uh, I think, a good precedent that the Kansas City Chiefs set with releasing him. And hopefully that kind of uh, sets the stage moving forward to kind of hopefully reduce uh these sort of incidents from happening but we'll see what happens there but uh i guess on a more uh i guess enthusiastic note uh, uh kind of getting back to the game well on this one we have the chiefs at home taking on the ravens and giving six and a half in this one so as far as the game standpoint what do you think of the of this matchup i think chiefs are gonna i think chiefs are gonna beat uh the ravens by at least Two touchdowns. I think Ravens with Lamar Jackson still trying to figure himself out. Um, I just think uh, the Chiefs are a mess. I mean, I think uh, the Ravens are a mess right now. Um, uh, I think the Chiefs, I think it doesn't matter who they have as running back, they'll still roll. And uh, I definitely see them winning by at least two touchdowns. Okay, yeah. I mean, the Chiefs... uh... We're in a kind of tight battle last week against the Raiders. Uh, that game was pretty close uh, all the way up until the end. And their defense definitely looked terrible, like they've <laughs> looked terrible all season. And then the Ravens, you kind of see a little kind of new flair coming up with Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's definitely uh, doing lots of uh, running plays, direct snaps to him, jet sweeps, uh, zone read stuff. So more than he is uh, throwing uh I think he can get away with that type of stuff early on in his career, but as we've seen with other kind of uh, run-first type quarterbacks, for the most part, defenses usually figure that out in their second, third season, stuff like that. Uh, that's what happened uh, to what's-his-face at Cam Newton. In his first year, he was unstoppable because defenses didn't know how to stop him. After his first year, teams finally figured out how to stop these people. And I think it's showing today in his play, in his gameplay. Yeah, that's why I don't think he's, I don't think he's, um, I don't think he's that, how would I put it? I don't, I don't think Cam Newton or these guys are, uh, have the ability to, because all they're doing is they're thinking run, run, run. You get in college and you have to transition to NFL where you have to learn a whole new language of plays and everything. I don't think they're, I don't think they have learned it yet. Especially, I mean, in Cam Newton's case, it's horrible because he's been in the league for how many years? I mean, Lamar Jackson's playing in his second year, I believe. Um, uh, I'm not 100% on that, but but still, dude, it's just that I think the league has already found out how to stop these these types of uh, quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I think to some extent you have to be more uh, focused on the pocket to be a successful quarterback. And then you can't really run as much as Lamar has been doing in these last three games. It's just unbelievable and kind of sustained long-term success, in my opinion. So, Well, no, it's not good at all because in college, you you get away from that because in college, 
teams play inferior. I mean, the town level is very inferior. Okay, you, you have like, I mean, you have teams like Alabama, okay? I mean, I don't care what people say, but this is the truth of the matter. You can't think Alabama was a powerhouse, but dude, have you looked at their schedule? Their schedule, they play every year, they play Citadel. They play all these uh, division, these weak <laughs> division one teams or even division two teams. Okay, and then and, and it's just horrible, dude. I mean, they play these teams, and the and then that's why they're a good team, don't, uh, no doubt, but they don't play outside of the South. They don't play outside of. Uh, of Alabama, if they do play um, a team outside of Alabama, they play it in in Dallas. <laughs> Have you seen that? That's still Dallas. I mean, Texas is still considered somewhat south. Well, so it's like uh, if, it's if sort they're of, in the uh, title game this, se- maybe, this season, they're going to be playing in San Francisco. So, are they playing in San Francisco this year? If they're in the title game, yes. Oh, I mean, oh yeah. In the title game, doesn't matter. That could be anywhere. But I'm saying during the regular season. Have you noticed that their schedule is horrible, dude? They play, they play. Uh, how would you say? They, they play eight games, right? I think it's. Um, I, I don't know. It's like every year this happens with them. They play, they play uh, more home games than road games. I don't know how that's even allowed in college football. I <laughs> think supposed to be even, even, but uh, I don't know how they allow it. Maybe in the SEC, they don't care. No, I think but, uh, I, mean, I think the schools they play at a conference usually accept their game because they they get a, a big payday from that, and then Alabama uh, definitely at a conference their <laughs> their matchups need to change. But I mean, in conference, I think those are really tough matchups for them. I mean, they play oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, in conference. It's oh yeah, I have no um, I have no argument there in conference. It's just out of conference. Do they play the powerhouse of a Citadel? They play the powerhouse of uh, North Texas. You come on, dude. You know, <laughs> especially if you're the number one team for the last couple of years, winning the titles, and you're playing this easy cakewalk schedule. I don't know what to say, bro. I mean, uh, the cakewalk uh, out of conference schedule. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a fair point, but that's I guess for another podcast. Maybe we can do a, a national championship. Uh, uh, oh, episode and then you can you can vent out your frustrations there but i guess going back to this matchup uh i'm gonna agree with you on this one as well actually i think i like the the chiefs here uh kind of coming off a sluggish like close win i think they're gonna blow out uh baltimore in this one i'm gonna go 38 24 chiefs in this one i think they win big and move to 11 and 2 so we agree on the first two game number three we got a AFC South divisional matchup. The top two teams in the AFC South. We got the Texans at home. Winners of nine straight games hosting the Colts and laying four and a half at home. What do you think? I have to go with the Texans, though. I think the Colts, I think they played, uh, I think Alex, um, what's his name? Andrew Luck, uh, how would you say? <laughs> in last week's game, he 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 laid the pickle, or or I say it. I don't think they played well at all um, last week. I think Texans have been on a roll, like you said, a, a, a nine total win. I mean, nine straight wins. 
uh, I think their their defense has picked it up for sure, bro. And uh, I think there is going to be too tough for the Colts to win. I think if the game was in Indianapolis, I think it it did have a better chance to win now the game's in Houston. So I won't, I have to go with the Texans. Okay, yeah, I mean, Texans are just red hot. I mean, Colts last week got shut out against the Jaguars. We just saw on Thursday Night Football lay an absolute egg. So I think that... But Andrew Luck, I mean, definitely has looked a lot better. I think he's going to be able to put up touchdowns. I don't see him doing as bad as he did last week and getting shut out. But uh, past few weeks, I've kind of been... I've t- I think I've taken... Uh, the Texans to win, but I haven't taken them to cover the spread. So, but I'm going to go the other way this week. Agree with you, Akshay. Take the Texans. Uh, swallow the four and a half hair. Take the Texans to win their tenth straight and probably lock up the division with this win. And I think Watson and their offense continue to impress, and then their defense, which has kind of been the identity of their team uh, as they have go on this nine game winning streak i think they continue to show how dominant they are and uh, make big plays defensively and get after andrew luck so i'm gonna go uh 28 21 texans in this one so we agree on all three we're swallowing points on all three and or no we're not swallowing points sorry on all three on two two of the three i think we are so but uh, we'll move on to game number four, a late afternoon game. We got the uh, NFC East battle. Your favorite team, Akshay, the Cowboys, hosting the Eagles and giving three and a half at Jerry World. What do you think? I have to go with the Eagles, bro. I think the Eagles, I think they, they bounce back. I think they beat the Cowboys. I think uh, they beat them by at least a touchdown. Um, the Cowboys, like I said, bro, it's, uh, they're an up and down team. How would I say, so to speak, uh, Dr. Jekyll, uh, sort of team, uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde sort of team, you know, uh, one week they're good, the other week they're, uh, I don't know, God knows where they came out to play from, but, uh, in this game, uh, I'm going with the Eagles. Um, I know Dallas is favored, but I have to go with the Eagles. It's the same thing, it's just. I think the Eagles will bounce back um, after the game last week. And I, I think they beat the, uh, the Cowboys this week at home. I mean, at, uh, at the Cowboys' home. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I think this is the first one we're going we're gonna to disagree on, Akshay. The Cowboys uh, kind of been on a little bit of a roll. I mean, their defense is absolutely for real. They're coming into this game, I think, with 9, 10 days rest after playing uh, New Orleans last Thursday night. And... Absolutely dominating them, uh, especially defensively, dominating and controlling that game at the line of scrimmage. I think the Eagles just been that classic type of Super Bowl hangover type team. Uh, they just look really awful. I mean, I'm surprised they're at six and six, and kind of still in the in the divisional race, uh, considering how bad they played all season. But yeah, the Cowboys. I think the NFC East is theirs to lose. Uh, considering what happened to Alex Smith, and then considering the emergence of their defense. I mean, all the young, the young guys they have there with Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, their young li- their rookie linebacker, uh, Leighton Vander Esch. Uh, I mean, they just look spectacular defensively. And then Zeke Elliott, uh, one of the, definitely one of the 
top two, three running backs in the league. And Dak, uh, not an elite quarterback, but he can do enough and kind of be a game manager type and do enough to kind of uh, mix up mix up the offensive type plays with between running and passing. And I agree with you, but I think that the Eagles both take this game. Here's my hunch. What's your hunch? No, no. My hunch is uh, the Eagles will beat the Cowboys. Okay, your hunch is the, the Eagles went out right. Okay. Yeah, I, I just like how the Cowboys are playing right now. And then at home in a in a game, in a rival game that they always get up for, no matter how, how bad they are, how good they are. And now they're on track to win the division. I think they're going to play really well in this game in front of their home fans. And I think they're going to cover the three and a half. So I'm going to swallow the three and a half here with Dallas. I'm going to go uh, 31-24 Dallas in this one. And I think they moved to eight and five. So game number five, you got the Sunday night game uh, in prime time from Soldier Field in Chicago. The home team Bears hosting the Rams. The Rams getting uh, giving three points in this one. What do you think? Um, what's uh, are the weather report for the game? Uh, I think uh, game ta- the temperatures call for mid thirties. Well, mid thirties, but there's no snow, right? No. Okay, then I I'm gonna go with the Rams. I think the Bears' defense is there, bro. I mean, they have a very good defense, um, but they can stop the Rams. But can they stop them the whole game? I don't think so. Um, I know the Bears' offense has been up and down lately, and that's what I I can't say I can really trust their offense. I know the Rams' offense will be on fire once again. I don't think um, with Gurley, I think uh, I think eventually it's going to be tough for him to get yards. But I think uh, if he gives, if they give him the ball a good twenty, twenty-five times, I think he'll be able. I think he'll be. I think he'll be able to crack that wall of the Bears' defense. Um, but uh, I don't know, dude. I, I don't really see the Bears winning this game. Uh, I have to go with the Rams. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, Rams on the road. Uh, it's going to be a tough uh, kind of cold weather, but tough environment on the road in Chicago. But I think the Rams, I think, are going to have an offensive explosion in this game. I think they're going to put up 38 points. Uh, and I'm going to swallow the three points here with the Rams. I think their offense kind of going to get back on track. And then the Bears on the other side, I mean, offensively, I mean, they've, they're running a simplistic type offense for young quarterback Trubisky. And the identity of their team uh, is their defense led by Khalil Mack. So it's definitely the Rams here. I'm going to agree with you here. Swallow three points. I'm going to go 38-31 Rams in this one. Okay. So take us to the last game. Got the Monday night game in prime time from Seattle. Forecast calls for rain. And the home team Seahawks giving three, taking on the Vikings. What do you think? You know, this one, I, my initial thought on this one was to go with the Vikings. There's a way the Vikings have, um, they have a strong defense. Um, strong defense, their offense is not bad. But after, see, after seeing what Seattle did last week, I'm going with Seattle. <laughs> I think they're playing at home. They play well at home. Uh, I think Seattle's been, uh, I think they've, uh, they're hitting all the keys right now. You know, I think they're uh, they're rolling pretty high. I think uh, I think 
I think they take this game. I think they win by uh, a touchdown. Uh, at the most, a touchdown. That's what, I, that's what I'm thinking. But I think uh, the Seahawks take this game to the very fact that they play, they play well at home. They've been playing well lately. Uh, Russell Wilson has been playing well lately. Um, I don't think he's making many turnovers. So I have to go with Seattle. Yeah, I mean, Seattle, I mean, he's just changed the identity of their offense in the middle of the season and it's really uh paid uh stark dividends for them uh and then they're well on track to be the f- fifth seed in the nfc as the first wild card considering that they still play san francisco again and arizona again as well and then but they do uh have uh kansas city at home in two weeks but the that's really their only tough game left. I, I think at home versus Minnesota, kind of average team who's kind of just been up and down. And like you mentioned uh, about the Cowboys, Jekyll and Hyde, uh, this has kind of really been the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team for me this season with the Vikings. I mean, you can't really get a, a grasp of the identity of their team. And then Kirk Cousins, I mean, pretty much throughout his career, he's been a 500-type quarterback. I mean, with the Redskins and even now with with the the Vikings. I mean, they've had some success. They played the Rams close, obviously, in the early on. But they've just had up and down games the last three or four weeks. I mean, they only scored ten against New New England last week. Uh, a New England defense which is not very good. So, I think they're going to struggle here in a tough, uh, hostile environment in Seattle. And I'm going to have to agree with you on this one as well, Akshay, and swallow the three points with Seattle. And I think they're going to win this one 30-24 and move up to 8-5 and five and put themselves in a good position for that fifth seed in the NFC wildcard picture. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I think so too, dude. Okay. I think so too, but uh, yeah. I mean... It's going to be an interesting game, but I think at the end, I think the Seahawks take it. Okay, uh, well, we're well on our way for a Seahawks-Cowboys matchup in the wild card, uh, NFC wild card. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. Yeah, I think about that. Yeah, but uh, with that being said, that'll wrap it up for Week 14, Scorching Six. Akshay, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me, bro. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoy all of the Week 14 games, and we'll see you guys next week for Week 15 Scorching 6.